I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Snowbound in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Our guest tonight, Andrew Weibrecht, two-time Olympic medalist, just took his first World Cup podium this past weekend at the Birds of Prey. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. It's good to be on the show. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us. I know this is an extremely busy time of year for you. What is your travel schedule like right now, and what's coming up? Uh, I mean, we, we just actually uh, we finished up with Beaver Creek on Sunday and then um, just made it home for a couple days, actually. So so just spent a little time with my wife, a little time to decompress after, after you know, two pretty long weeks with, with Lake Louise kind of going straight into Beaver Creek. And then on Friday, we're headed over back back over to Europe for, well, or for the first time this year. So, um, Valgardena is our, our next stop. Now, what's it like for you as a family person? You know, your sport goes on during some of the biggest holidays of the year. What's that like to be really working through that time? Well, yeah, it, you know, I mean, it, it's tough. It it definitely is, is busy through, you know, Christmas time and, and, uh, you know, a lot of my, my wife's a teacher. So a lot of her, her breaks, um, I'm not around for, which is always kind of a bummer, but, um, you know, we, we kind of have, we've, we've been together for about 10 years. So she, she kind of gets the deal. And since we've been married, we've never spent a Christmas together. So it's, it's kind of nothing new at this point, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's tricky, but you know, I, because I'm on the road so much, I, I make a point of, of trying to travel home as, as often as I can, even if it's just for a couple of days, you know, cause I think that's important for you know, not only my relationships, but also <laughs> just to kind of keep my sanity and, and get a little bit of restore time, you know? Now, definitely want to talk with you some about birds of prey, but what was it that got you interested in ski racing more than, I mean, typically uh, more typical American sports? Um, you know, I mean, I'm from Lake Placid, New York, and that's, you know, it, it's an area that has a huge heritage of, of skiing. And, you know, essentially that's, that's the reason that my dad um, moved up to this area is he was, he was actually working, um, for MCI in New York city. And, uh, he was coming up to ski teach at, at Whiteface on the weekends, um, you know, kind of as just his hobby. He loved, he loved teaching skiing. And, and so, um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big part of my family's, um, you know, what we do together is, is we go skiing. And, and, uh, so as, as kids, we were, we were pretty much at the mountain all the time. Um, you know, just cause that's what my parents wanted to be doing. And, uh, when I was five, my brother started, skiing in the race program so obviously i, I was i was going to be remiss to be left out of that whole experience so um you know i I fought, I fought pretty hard and i was actually the youngest kid uh to that point to be part of 
part of the ski club. And, uh, um, you know, I just, from a young age, I really, I loved being out there. Uh, I loved the social aspect of it, you know, as a kid. And, um, that's where all my buddies hung out was, was on the mountain. And, uh, you know, then as I kind of got older and grew into it, I, I realized that I was, I was pretty good at it. And so I, I started to pursue it a little bit more. And, um, you know, quite a few years later, here I am. Now, what is that point? Where do you start to realize that, you know, I really might be good at this. And what do you do to pursue it more? I mean, you know, I, uh, <laughs> that's kind of a funny question because, you know, as you're growing up in, I'm sure, any sport, and you think every every single milestone is is the end all be all of of what you're doing. So, um, you know, I I remember I won state championships, and I was like, well, this is what I'm doing, you know, with the rest of my life. And then um, I won the junior Olympics, and you know, which is kind of just the for younger kids um, the Eastern competition. You know, I mean, it's like the Eastern Championships, and um, you know, I and so I just kept kind of progressing that way where I, I would move up these little, you know, level milestones and, and um, kind of thought I was at the pinnacle of the sport until I, I found out that there's actually something bigger. And, and uh, um, you know, I mean, I think a lot, of, a lot of kids do that and a lot of kids have success at a young age, but I kind of just, for whatever reason, and, and you know, I don't think anybody can, um, you know, with any sport really say why one person progresses further than another, but I just kind of kept moving up the levels as, as I got older and older and, um, you know, and, until I, you know, kind of got to the, this point. I really like your answer because, you know, I think about your progression, you made the U S ski team and I would think that would feel like a huge goal. You got an Olympic medal. You got another Olympic medal. Uh, you just took podium at a World Cup race. Where are you in that progression now? I mean, at, at this point, I, I kind of feel like right now I'm racing on, on sort of borrowed time. Um, you know, a lot of my career has gone a lot longer than a lot of guys and, and you know, obviously shorter than than some in, in terms of, you know, I'll be probably 30 in, in February, so... I just, you know, I've, I've done a lot with my career and, and the Olympic medals were, you know, a huge, huge part of, you know, what I'm really able to reflect upon and, and look back at. But, um, you know, I say that I'm on borrowed time because I, I really believe, you know, I could walk away from the sport tomorrow and, and uh, you know, feel, feel good about the career that I had. And because of that, you know, now I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of doing it, doing it for the love of it and doing it for the fun of it. And, and, you know, obviously some, a big goal of mine was, was to finally hit a world cup podium, uh, which I, I did this, this last weekend. And, and, uh, you know, the other big one is, is, is a world cup win, but, um, you know, I, I kind of lost track of the progression at this point. I'm, I'm just, really enjoying skiing and, and doing it just for the, really for the fun of it. But, 
you know, I don't, I don't know where, where my next step is going to be or, or what the next type of steps are. We just killed my next question. Cause I was going to ask, is this still fun for you? <laughs> so let's move on. Sorry. From that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you have the opportunity, do you get out and go free skiing just cause you love to ski? I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I love to ski. Um, and as a kid, you know, we, we grew up here and, you know, ski racing was a thing, but it wasn't a huge thing. And so I grew up free skiing and I still love to go free ski. And, and, you know, on the flip side, I, I love, I love to ski gates. I mean, I love to ski race. It's, it's super, super fun for me. And it's, it's, it's a new challenge every single day. So, um, you know, I, I feel really lucky to still be able to, to do that and go out and, and, and train at a high level because it's, it's just full of new challenges. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, kind of at the base of it all, I, I just really, really like skiing. Which Alpine discipline do you find the most fun? You know, I, I, I grew up as a slalom and GS skier. That's, that's sort of where my roots are. Um, slalom, I don't find that fun anymore. So I will, I will disqualify that one. But, uh, you know, I, I, I love GS, Super G, and Downhill. Um, and I, I couldn't really say which one I, I like the most because they're such different events kind of in their nuances that I just, I, I really do enjoy skiing all of them. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on, um, what I'm going for, but, um, you know, I mean, I would say at this point, the dearest to my heart is probably super G. It just is such a, such an interesting event. Um, in the sense that you only get one run, but you know, you're still, still doing the speeds of downhill and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's pretty, pretty great. I, you know, if I had to single one out, I would, I would say that one probably. Well, I would love for you to go through your latest Super G run at Beaver Creek. Could you kind of take us through what you were experiencing when you were in the start gate and as you went through the course? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think my Super G run uh, from Beaver Creek kind of kind of starts a little bit from the downhill run the day before. Um, you know, I kind of figured out sort of my approach and my game plan in the downhill and I, I skied a great run and, and, um, you know, by approach and game plan, I mean, you know, I figured, I, I figured out how to get myself really relaxed and really kind of centered and, and present in the moment of, of actual, you know, ski racing. Um, so that was really cool. And that, that gave me a lot of confidence with my, my plan going into the super G, um, the super G, you know, it was, it was kind of an interesting day. They, they lowered the start because the weather was, was pretty tough. Um, but I remember being at the start and kind of, it, it was starting to snow a little bit more, you know, the first guys went down and, and it was pretty, pretty clear out. Um, and as I was going, it was starting to snow and, um, weather was, was starting to come in at that point. And, you know, but I, I was kind of, I was just in a good place. I, I was super relaxed. I was, excited to ski, you know, sometimes racing with the pressure and all that stuff, I get a little bit just, you know, it, it gets a little bit tough because it, it takes a little bit of the fun out of it sometimes. But, um, 
you know, on, on Saturday, I was really excited to ski. I, I felt good about it. And, uh, I, <laughs> I went down the top of the course and, you know, it's just perfect snow, a nice set, um, nothing, nothing too stressful. And I remember kind of going through, through that middle section. And I almost started laughing to myself just because I was having fun. <laughs> it, was, it was really a, a cool, cool experience. Um, I did, I did have one kind of little mistake where I got caught in some soft snow kind of around the, uh, the tree island in the middle. But, um, other than that, you know, I mean, I, I skied well on top, had a little mistake, made it across the flats pretty well. And then, um, you know, skied well and relaxed and, and calm all the way through the bottom. And, you know, I, I, I remember skiing down and, and getting through the finish and just being, being happy with my run. I mean, I skied well and um, I skied the way that I wanted to ski, which is, you know, a huge deal. Some Sometimes that doesn't really happen. You know, you, you're either forced to ski some way that you don't really want to or that you don't like to or, you know, you just don't ski well and that, that's not the way you want to ski either. So, I mean, I, mean, I was very very happy with, with my skiing and, and, uh, and I came through the finish and, and, and was in second. So that's always cool. Um, you know, Marcel's not, he's not a huge speed skier, but he's had quite a bit, you know, some success in super G in the past. And, um, it's, there's no shame in getting beat by him. So, um, you know, it's just, it was, it was cool. It was fun. It, you know, it was just kind of a, a, neat day to go out and ski race in, in some respects. Is there a sport that gives you such instant feedback? I mean, your skis do exactly what you tell them and you actually can, can fix it if, if you... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You tell them to do something that doesn't quite work. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the really great thing about the sport and it's, it's also kind of one of those things that's that's so frustrating about the sport um you know the, there are times where you get on course and you kick out of the gate and everything just you make the first turn and it just feels exactly how you think it's going to feel um and, and you get that feedback and it it's it's a lot of fun because it gives you the confidence to ski the way that you want to ski Sometimes you get on the course and you make the first turn and, and you sit there and you're like, oh man, like this is, 
this is not what I thought it was going to be. And, you know, and then you, you still proceed to go 80 miles an hour. So it, it, it gets, <laughs> gets a little bit dicey, you know? <laughs> now, how many pairs of skis do you travel with? Way, way too many. <laughs> um, I mean, luckily, luckily I, I have a lot of support from, from head and, and they, um, yeah, they they provide me with a you know with a serviceman, um, so he he kind of takes care of that end of it, um, and you know and it's it's cool because it's it's a really cool um, kind of give and take relationship that you know, the athlete has with their serviceman where where you're communicating and um, you know you're both trying to figure out how to do your job the best way that you can and and each of you by doing your job well, you benefit the other. So it's, um, it's a, it's a cool deal, but he, uh, he probably, I, I would say he probably brought 50 to, you know, 70 pairs of skis over to the U S for, wow. for me, for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's a lot, but at the same time, you know, you got to understand that certain pairs of skis are kind of styled for, for certain types of snow or certain temperatures of snow or, or, you know, um, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's a really specific thing. And, and, you know, you have a, you have a pair of skis that'll run great and be fast in um, you know, warm snow, but that same pair of skis, won't be fast in cold snow or any of the, you know, variations kind of in the middle. So, you know, we do, we do a lot of work, um, during the race weeks to most of the companies bring over their, their own test team and they bring all the skis out and they glide test them, which is kind of, they just run them in a straight line just to see which ones are working best in that type of snow. And, um, I mean, it's, it really is a science behind what makes, a pair of skis work or, you know, and when a pair of skis works, that, that has a lot to do with, um, you know, your success for the weekend. So, so there's a lot invested in, in making sure that, you know, we have the right equipment for the right day. And, and that's, it's such a dynamic thing because it's, you know, obviously it's an outdoor sport. So, um, you know, we're constantly kind of looking for what's going to work the best on, on each given day. So it's a little bit of a hassle. Um, it's a lot of a hassle, but it, you know, it, it's kind of the sport's so competitive that that's, that's pretty much, you know, what it takes to, to, um, you know, get where we want to be. Now you would have your choice of pretty much working with any manufacturer. What was it about head skis that made you decide to go with them? Um, you know, I was, I was with Rosingal for, of many number of years, um, about 20 years. And after the 2013 season, I just, I, I really needed a change. I needed something, you know, I came off a tough season and I needed something to kind of, kind of give me a shot in the arm and, 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 you know, get my career kind of rolling again. And, um, at the time I, I really, you know, I saw ahead as, as really the, the the best option 
Um, you know, I mean, they, they put out an awesome product. They, they do a really, and they have a, they have a really, um, strong commitment to ski racing. And that's, you know, some, some companies are, are 50, 50 about it. Um, you know, head is head's a race team and those guys are, are super focused on, on the race side. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of like Ferrari with formula one where they, they sell skis to, to fund their, their race team. Um, and that's, that's just a cool, that's a cool thing about it is, is they're, they're really committed to being the best and, and providing the best, best equipment. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I made the switch in, in 2013 and, uh, you know, really haven't looked back since then. It's, it's been, it's been a great relationship that I've had with them. They've, they've offered me incredible service, access to, you know, really what are probably some of the best skis in the world. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's the stuff that, that makes huge differences. And, um, yeah, I got to work alongside Ted Ligety and Bodie Miller for a couple of years, which, which was great and kind of picked their brains about what, what the right equipment was and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'm partial, but I, I've, I feel, you know, really lucky to be on the head race team and, and, uh, you know, I, I have just enjoyed working with them tremendously. Now, earlier in our discussion, you said you feel like you're kind of on borrowed time and so you're really just doing this because it's fun. Why was it after you came off a tough season, was it hard for you to continue or did you think about stopping? I, I have thought about stopping. I did think about stopping. Um, you know, I mean, I, I had a series of injuries um, you know, kind of starting in 2010 after the Olympics, um, I won my bronze medal in, in Vancouver and then I went to Norway and just kind of, I don't, I don't know what happened, but I kind of just, everything sort of imploded in my life. I, I lost my bag and then I went and, and trained super G that day. And the last run I, landed on my back off a jump and so it was pretty banged up and then we had the, the race in in Norway and uh I I ended up just I don't know. I mean I was trying to prove something I guess and, and I landed in a fence and dislocated my shoulder and tore a bunch of ligaments in my ankle. So that kinda of started I mean I I I really went from you know, the highest of highs in, in kind of my young career to absolutely the lowest of lows, you know, that about two weeks later. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, that kind of started this really tough cycle where I had to get shoulder surgery. And I, was, I was booted, um, you know, to kind of tighten up my, my ligaments that I tore in my ankle. And then um, I came back from that. And, uh, you know, after a couple months of skiing, I blew out my other shoulder training small over, over Christmas, like that 2010, um, you know, fall, winter. So I had another shoulder surgery and then I, um, in 2000, you know, beginning of 2011, and then I, I came back from that and I went to Mammoth train and, and I was, my third day out there, you know, my third day back skiing in May, you know, five, five months post-surgery, I, um, 
hit a patch of bad snow and, and blew out my other ankle. So, you know, that, that was something that I, I dealt with. And I, you know, I was, I was at that point said, you know, no, no more surgeries. And, um, so I, I skied through that whole year with, with, with a bum ankle, but, you know, it, it created all these issues with, you know, I was having all these back problems and stuff like that. So, you know, it was really tough. And so I got that ankle repaired the fall, you know, the 2012 spring, and then, um, had to do a follow-up surgery on that in, in 2013. So, um, sorry, <laughs> I don't mean no, to, to get long-winded about it, but, um, you know, so it, it got to a point where going into the 2013, 2014 season, I, I was kind of looking at it and I said, okay, you know, this is, this is sort of a, a do or die situation. You know, I'm, I'm either, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. And I'm, I'm going to put all my, my eggs in a basket and just kind of call it good. So, um, yeah, that's when I made the switch to head. I, I thought that that was a, you know, a good move. Um, and then I, uh, you know, just kind of doubled down on my training and just, just made sure everything was, was where I wanted it. And I, I started the season and I, I struggled and, um, it wasn't kind of that work in, uh, results out equation that I was, I was hoping for. And I honestly, you know, going, I, I qualified for the team in, in Sochi and going into the race at Sochi, I said, this is probably my last year race I'm going to do. Um, you know, I was, I was pretty, pretty bent on that. And I, and I said, you know, and, and because of that, I'm going to, I'm going to ski this race exactly the way that I want to ski it. I'm not, you know, I'm going to listen to other people's advice, but I'm going to do it, you know, my way. And, um, I ended up getting second in that race and it's, it, it's kind of changed my whole perspective. And, and that's why a little bit, when I talk about borrowed time, you know, that's, that's a little bit where that comes from because, um, you know, my, my career and, and my mind was over at one point and, and I, uh, came, came through with a result and, and all of a sudden, you know, I kind of found a way to revitalize it and, and really start enjoying it again. So, Sorry, that was a long response. But no, but it kinda... was a great answer. And I love that you said earlier you were in the course of Beaver Creek just smiling as you were going down. I mean, what a change. Yeah, you know, and and that's, you know, that's kind of the thing that I've realized is that, you know, I, I have to do this for me and I have to do this if it makes sense for me and I'm really enjoying it, you know, Granted, there's going to be bad days and there's going to be things that I don't want to do. And, you know, um, training in the summer gets to be a grind, things like that. But as long as I can come out of, of you know, a, a majority of the days and say, man, you know, that was cool. That was fun. Um, you know, that's that's what it's all about for me right now. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not a job. It's an, it's an opportunity to do something, you know, and, and uh that that's that's kind of a cool place to be you know um and i i really i really enjoy that aspect of it 
Well, Andrew, can you tell us again what exactly is coming up? What are your next couple of races? Uh, our next race is, so we, we have this weekend off coming up, and then um, we race at Valcadena, and we have a Super G downhill there, and then um, you know, we'll stay, stay over in Europe over Christmas, and then we have a race at Santa Catarina in Italy um, a couple days after Christmas, downhill there, and then we get a little bit of break for New Year's. Andrew, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us this evening. It was great talking to you. I mean, uh, it's great to be on the show. Thanks very much. You've been listening to Snowbound, U.S. Alpine Ski Team's Andrew Weibrecht. Look forward to following Andrew throughout the upcoming season. In Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.